right, what's up, guys? We back. Happy New Year, and we cannot wait to get started. Caro Manzano here in behalf of Claudio Perrine. And hello, Happy New Year, and let's get this out of the way. Pat Mendoza, my man. <laughs> Good evening. Good Thanks for being evening. the early bird and tuning in and telling your buddy our Mario to watch the show. So that is awesome stuff. Happy New Year, but I think we're this is the perfect way to kick off the year with yes. our distinguished guest, well-rounded in a lot of sports. I don't Paulo, of course, covers multi-sports. So, shall we bring him in, of course, our distinguished guest again. Episode 79 already, nearing the big one double O. We got Paulo Del Rosario. Woo! Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hi, Paul. How are you? It's funny. It's funny how you had me for 79 instead of 100 since you brought that up, Claro. Alam ko, I'm not that big a deal. But you know what? <laughs> Great to be here anyway. Salamat. Thanks for having me over. Thank you. Well, are you, I hope you're not taking it personally. Like <laughs> no, so Jordan or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, holidays and a new year. How have you been lately? Uh, you know, uh, just like everyone, uh, I think we're all shell shocked by the pandemic. Let's not, uh, you know, we can't we can't get away from that. It's going. It's a, been a very weird time because feeling ko medyo comfortable na ako December. Eh. I I've played football a couple of times. I was able to go around. I went out of town uh, to to go eat the places I haven't been in in almost two years. Tapos pagdating ng January, grabe, Omicron comes out. Rears his ugly head, and now we're all worried. So, like everyone, I'm also worried. Uh, I'm also worried for uh, everyone's health and want to make sure everyone's okay. And yeah, so we're in that situation. But right now, making the most out of all the opportunities. I just had a show on the game just now, right before I came on, and had the chance to broadcast from home again, which I did not want to do ever again. But here we are. Uh, but still, happy that health is intact. Happy that we're doing relatively okay considering the situation and hopefully things do get better because uh i think the running joke going around right now which is not really a, it's not really a joke is that kung wala kang kilala na may covid or close contact ngayon wala kang kaibigan so uh hopefully everyone does stay healthy and is okay Ooh. yeah i got a close contact we're good thankfully <laughs> but that was really scary yeah, I mean, 300 cases na lang. I mean, in December and then come January, okay, hello, happy new year, boom. Diba, Claudio? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like the fireworks just, uh, like the COVID cases follow the fireworks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, boom. Yeah. Diba? Like today was what, 21,000? Yeah, we yeah, have a big number today. Big, yeah. Very big number today. And uh, I think the uh, new year's numbers are coming up. But that's not what we're going to be talking about today. I mean, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tonight, uh, uh, I, I don't think we do want to... Uh, be a Debbie Downer for, for this show. Uh, you know, we took a break, two weeks break, Paolo. And uh, what we discussed before the break was with uh, Kaya, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and we discussed uh, about uh, the football season and, and the whatnots, uh, yeah. especially with Ascals and that. So I guess with you, Caro, you know, and, and Paolo, I think we'll be talking about the 2021 uh, sports uh, year. You know? Yeah, recap before we preview, of course. Okay. I mean, yeah. There's all this and all that, but 2022 is still makes sports fans get off their seat you know, in anticipation and all of that. 2021, Paolo, looked like a crazy sports year for you in a good way and in a bad way. Bad way, of course, pandemic. Good mm-hmm. way, of course. I'll leave that to you, but... Yeah, 
how do you summarize it? Yeah. Well, you know, the irony is, is that yes, we were in the middle of pandemic, but it was arguably the most historic and productive sports year that uh, we've had as a nation in a very long time. Of course, the highlight of that is the Olympics, and shempre sa to yung mga photo na pinalabas mo. But yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Olympics is obviously the highlight. Heidelin Diaz breaking the 97-year wait for a gold medal. Plus, uh, the dam finally breaking for our boxers. We have uh, two silvers and a bronze there uh, from our boxers. So that's three out of the four boxers who ended up with uh, with medals. Then, you know, you have to look domestically and realize that it is a feat that we still had the chance to see professional sports in some way or form during the pandemic because that keeps an industry alive i don't think that you know we could have they, the industries could not survive could survive rather had it uh paused for play for two years so again congratulations to the pba the pfl and the pvl for making all of that happen i think those are all big deals and uh, all of those are things that we have to be happy for and of course if you want to go into the details uh we can go for from league league to league the PBA, TNT, finally breaking the dominance, the stranglehold of the SMC ball clubs, the PBA. PVL, first time they're professional. Um, I thought the final was great because uh, especially since, you know, everyone was saying, oh, Cream Line was your favorite team. Uh, they were going to win it all and all of that. But then, you know, circumstances all came together. Jaja Santiago and the Santiago sisters were amazing. So the PVL was a good, uh, was a great watch also. I watched that in quarantine. Uh, oh, wow. And it, it kept me, it kept me really excited. And I mean, screaming in quarantine shouldn't be a thing. So, <laughs> but uh, the PBL volleyball finals really made that a thing for me. And of course, uh, sa PFL naman, syempre, eh, we all, everyone in this channel is very close to it. And in, in this uh, call is very close to it. So uh, we all know what happened there. Um, it was great to have a season after a time wherein uh, it was so, you know, Let's be fair. Football's not the most funded. It's not the most funded um, uh, sport in the country. So getting things rolling like volleyball did and PBA and the PBA did and all the basketball leagues did is it's more difficult for football. So uh, for them to have the shortened season like they did was still uh, for me a big win and you know just to keep everyone up there. So yeah, 2021 weird year, but. It was historic in so many good ways that I can't look back and think na sayang eh. Instead, I can look back and say that, yeah, you know what? It was a fun year. It was a great year with a lot to talk about. Uh, I didn't even mention Yuka Sasso. I didn't even mention, uh, I didn't even mention uh, Donaire and what okay. he's done. And there's, you know, there's just so much to talk about uh, with regards mm-hmm. to our athletes all around the world. I think that's everything. Let's end the show. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> Completo talaga. I don't think we missed anything. We missed Before one. Getting... Alex Ayala. Uh, Alex Ayala. Yeah. 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 Alex Ayala doing very well in her season. Um, obviously, the start of her, it's just the start of her journey as a young mm-hmm. athlete. So let's see how mm-hmm. far she could go this year. There's also Casimiro. Yeah, Daniel uh, mm. yeah, Casimiro. Yeah, Casimiro as well. So yeah, there are a lot. And then, of course, Again, you want to go? How deep do you want to go? Yeah, one championship. Yeah, yeah. All of our um, athletes there that they, they've struggled. Yung team lakay recently, but then um, you know there is there is still hope in terms of their younger fighters. Uh, again, how far do you want to go down yeah. this rabbit hole? Because there's so much uh, to consider here when it comes to Philippine sports, especially in 2021. 
They're saying a golden year, uh, the golden year of uh, Philippine sports. That's what they're saying. Oh, yeah. And it helps us, you know, in the pandemic, deal with whatever problems. Like, okay, it's time to turn on the TV and watch whatever and catch the stream. I just want, before you, Claudia, I was just curious, Paolo, when you called your first game or maybe your first, um, maybe your first show in the studio in the pandemic, how was it? That's a bit 2020, though, but we're like, oh, wow, this feels so foreign already. Were you uh, rusty or anything like that? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, rust is there. Um, there was rust. I don't even remember what was my first time back in the studio, to be completely honest. Um, I think it was a taping for uh, my show on PBA Rush called Jump Ball. Um, it was strange because I was hosting the show prior uh, prior that I was doing the show from home. And uh, my, my dad would be a panelist and then he'd be in the other room and I'd be in one room. And then that's how, <laughs> and then, uh, that's how it all worked out. But uh, when they said, oh, we're going to go back to the studio setup. Okay, cool. Pero pao, ikaw lang magisa. Everyone else is still in Zoom. I'm like, okay. So that was it. Was like a glorified Zoom. Uh, it was a glorified Zoom show uh, in in that particular time, 2020. And then when I started doing, um, but then going back to the studio, reading from the prompter again, it took a while to get back into it. Because siempre, you know, um, you you want to go into doing a show or anything in general without you know thinking about anything else. You want to focus on that. But then there's always going to be, at, at least at that time, at the very beginning, that that slight fear of, of for your health. Are you taking anything home? Are you worried about all of that? And you know, once you get over all of those, eventually, it uh, it work became smoother. Pero siempre, you always had to stay vigilant the entire time. So you know, again, kudos to. Um, our, my bosses at Signal and uh, TV5 for finding ways to make sure that we go there with a certain degree of peace of mind. The weekly testing did help uh, RT-PCRs and antigens and uh, making sure that, uh, you know, there were only X amount of people in the room. So, yeah, we, we tried our best with regards to that. Amen. Following the protocols. There's a relief when they say negative. Oh. Claudia. Yeah, no, it's it's true. It, it, so going back, I, I wanna. I'm not sure if you could talk about it now, Clara. You know, you 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 were in the studio 2021 already, and then mm-hmm. uh, you had and uh, what we know is that the Olympics was actually postponed to mm-hmm. last year, 2021, from 2020 to 2021. Yeah. Did you expect to fly to Japan, Paulo? Um. Well, funny. The funny thing was was that. The, there was a lot of um, obviously there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, so TV Five and Signal got the deal done with the Olympics, but the question was always going to be, what would be the best way to cover it and send people over and cover it properly, and at the same time, you know, you don't waste too many resources as well because everything's exponentially more expensive. Uh, you're paying. Yeah. For quarantine hotels, you're paying for testing, you're paying for all of the equipment that have to be shipped and checked and in different ways and all of that. And, you know, it, it this seems very bare bones. But then when we were there uh, in Olympics, we were a team of six. So it was Gretchen Ho and I, our two cameramen. We had one cameraman each. And then our, our two are one producer and one person handling admin so it was lit it was very bare bones um and then of course there was a team there who was working alongside the broadcasters who were doing technical things there were another group entirely 
um i it was i would i wouldn't like to say like we had there was an expectation that we would go but it wouldn't be a surprise if we didn't go if that made mm-hmm. any sense so it was hard mm-hmm. to keep your hopes too high you know it's, it's a question of setting your expectations low and just being surprised and you know that's that's how that's how it all worked out so i'm anyway i'm glad that it turned out that way pero siempre there was a bit of fear going mm. into that uh particular setup considering you know we weren't as well versed in terms of covid as we are now today even back yeah. then how strict were they were they oh um, yeah japan yeah japan no they were I, um well look there was a there was a uh, basically a, a cop outside each hotel wherein each delegate was checked in. And then for the first 14 days, they would time how how long you would spend going out to go to the convenience store to get whatever you need. So you only have like 15 minutes going in and out. Wow. And, um, and then the thing after that is that after the 14 days is the only thing, time you can go out. First thing I did, the first thing I did was was that I haven't seen the city. I haven't been around Tokyo. I've seen my hotel and the venues, but I haven't seen Tokyo. So the first thing I did was was that I checked my I checked the Google Maps or whatever that was. I'm like, okay, what's the nearest scenic landmark? And I was like, okay, the Imperial Palace is 2.5 kilometers away from my hotel. I'm going to run to the Imperial Palace and run back. That's my 5K for the day. So, siempre, for 14 days, I couldn't do any workouts that involved, you know, running or cardio. So, I almost killed myself getting to the Imperial Palace <laughs> because of uh, my lack of stamina. And I, and when, as soon as I got there, I was like, I'm going to take like a 20-minute break just walking around and enjoying this by myself and ran back to my hotel right after that. That's a that's one of the first things I did after those 14 days because I didn't really get to see Japan apart from the Olympic venues, which were a completely different story all in itself. Um, I wish there were people there, but there weren't. Those were the circumstances. Yeah. It's difficult. Like you just mentioned that to watch the Olympics, you know, the Olympics is a, the grand daddy of all sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, going in there, uh, Pao, and covering the sports, how was it like? Um, weird. I mean, like it's um, it's weird because I I think it's weird because uh, you ex- the expectation is, is that there were there was going to be an audience there, right? And then um, obviously without the audience there, it was going to be a um, it was going to be difficult. There's going to be a difficult uh, prospect to uh, I, I guess to to write about, to tell stories about, kasi siyempre, madadala ka with the emotion of people, eh. Including in your, it comes in your stories also. Um, so, once you got over that, though, and we could just, like, focus, it, it felt like there was a bigger magnifying glass on the athletes because there was no distractions. It was literally just the athletes. So, it was, uh, for me, it was a way to look at them and tell their story in a way that uh, we probably wouldn't have had before because we might have been distracted or or, or in some other way. Like we'd be thinking about some other thing as well. So here it was laser focus. I'm not saying that we're not focused when there's a crowd. I'm I'm just saying that right now it 
it at that moment it felt like there was it felt like they were naked on stage if that made any sense yeah yeah right because it was just like spotlight no noise it's like watching sports on mute and (laughs) you and you're studying them and that's that's how it felt like and adding in it it felt like it was our responsibility to add that type of emotion in so if imagine filling in the emotion in that gap there that could that would have made things uh you know to tell the story the right way you tell the story the right way amidst all of that feed my barking dog but we got carson of course thanks for tuning in hello to you and I think you pretty much answered Julian's question, your Olympic bubble experience. I don't know if there's anything else you know, to add to that. Parang Olympics na rin yung, okay, quarantine, go to the convenience yeah. store, go back up. Look, I think that's an Olympic. Look, I'll tell itself. you right now, every time I could sneak a good meal in, I savored it like crazy. Like, <laughs> like the boxing venue, which I, I covered the boxing, boxing extensively for our group. Gretchen was doing golf and all of that. I, I did the boxers the entire time there. Right outside the boxing venue. The boxing venue is converted sumo wrestling venue. The Ryogoku Kokugigan. It was a converted uh, sumo venue to turn into a boxing arena. And because it's a sumo venue, the rest the sumo wrestlers actually go to the restaurants around the venue. So the servings are big my best meal there was under the railway of uh, uh, the the restaurant under the railway right beside the rio goku kokugika and it was yeah no it was it was great 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 food at that time and uh yeah i mean like i sometimes at night i think about it to this day so yeah um it was a it was a fun experience it was weird it was weird because I felt like I didn't really experience Tokyo. Again, mm-hmm. I can say I've been to the Olympics, but not to Tokyo because I didn't do any of the tourist stuff. Um, but, you know, again, I'm still completely grateful I was there because it, it was definitely an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're one of the few who get to say, oh, I was in the Olympics during the pandemic. You know, like what you were saying, I think the, the blog of JaVale McGee, you heard him and Jason Tatum say, yeah, you know, we're in Tokyo and we don't get to go down there. They were pointing at certain places in the city. Yeah. It was just, oh, bus, hotel, playing venue, yeah. practice venue. And it's like having it. a good background in your screens. In your, like, like, it's like, I don't know, it's like having a good screensaver. Because uh, it, Tokyo was your background. But yeah, <laughs> virtual I, I, background. I, I know what they're saying. Yeah, it's like a great virtual background. That's yeah. it. That's, that's how that's how sometimes it felt like because of the whole quarantine situation. Like that virtual reality vibe, no? So okay, sumo wrestling place. I might have to ask you that down the line after the pandemic. I hope you don't mind. But I'm not putting you in the hot seats. This is not really a serious question. Sir Sev went to the Olympics and you know, Claudia got him on the show to talk about his experience too. He confirmed the rumor after the Olympics. <laughs> so oh. are there other rumors you can confirm from the Olympics? <laughs> I don't know. Which rumor do you want me to confirm? Uh, Ooh, can we do a lucky draw? Your pick. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, dude. I, I was so close to Mondo Duplantis. The Paul Volter. And that dude can fly, bro. That dude can fly. Um, 
And iba yung aura niya. He has that superstar aura. Eh. Um, well, sort of. He's sort of tall. Sort of. He's he's. Uh, I think he looks taller because he's so you know the, the lean. Way he's built. Yeah, because of the way he's built. And what I mean, like you know, there are some. It was lucky because I feel like he could have. He could be the next level of like you know how how Usain Bolt was dominant. I I think he's if he's not there already. He will be there in the next Olympics, and that should be something to watch out for. Because he, it wasn't even close how great he was. Uh, and of course, you know, I'm not even going to comment on how social media reacted to how in love they are with him. Okay, uh, yeah, because that's true. <laughs> He's that's true. If, if, if you want a question like, uh, if you want an answer like that, that that's true. A lot of people <laughs> fell in love with him, and I saw why. And I'm just saying, he didn't even disappoint. Um, pero watch it. He's amazing. Uh, I mean, like he, he was. Uh, I I didn't get to see Simone Biles because uh, the gymnastic event I saw, it was the one that she was pulled out of. Okay. So I, that was a missed opportunity. But then Simone to Plates, I'm like, oh no, no, I I I've probably seen my once in a generation talent already with Mondo to Plates here in this particular Olympics. Mm-hmm. So. Confirming rumors the serious way, no? Not yung mga, oh, guapo talaga si Luca <laughs> in this oh, Pero guapo naman talaga si Luca. Ano makagawa ko, guys? I mean, Mr. Sev confirmed kasi sabi niya, he and Carlo got to go watch Slovenia play against France, I think, in the semis. Yeah, ito, so, si Gretchen Ho watched Team USA basketball during an off day. And, well, there was barely any off day. It was more of a day na hindi kami pinayagan mag-cover a certain athlete. And she watched mm-hmm. Team USA basketball. And her event that she was supposed to cover, she wasn't allowed in. So she was like, okay, I'm just going to watch USA basketball. So she went to watch USA basketball. And I was and I was like, man, what's she going to do? She's interviewing Chris Middleton and all of those. I'm like, oh, man, I was jealous. But <laughs> good for Gretchen. Happy that she was the one there uh, with me uh, doing doing the whole coverage. So, um I mean that that woman is a monster in terms of uh, her work ethic and the way that she approaches her job and yung and yung passion niya. So uh, great to have her there. Great to have gotten to know her and gotten to uh, in a group to work with her. So yeah, manay mo, manay mo, baka kami rin sa Paris. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. I mean, of course, it was a challenge for you guys to cover again, given all the limitations, the protocols yeah. for safety, but. You know, we felt there was no drop in, you know, you guys bringing the action to us and whatever was happening in the field. Mm-hmm. We felt it. Thank but, you. Claudia, go ahead. I mean, I'm still, I don't know what else to ask other than Luka Doncic rumors or, you know, anything else at Olympics. No, for me, uh, were, were you in the vicinity when uh, Heidelin did her gold medal? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Um, I remember so, exactly where I was. It's the longest time like you remember exactly where you yeah. were. Yeah, like where were you when this happened? So yeah, okay. But before I ask, of course, I think you already know what I'm gonna ask. But before that, um, did you expect that she was gonna win the gold? I, I think people have to remember where she was, huh? Um, com- com- competition wise, she did not have a great Asian championship, if I remember correctly, or was that the world championship? Because she didn't have a great world, tournament going into yeah. um, the Olympics. Um, and everyone thought that she was a sure medalist. But right. then um, it, it's not a knock on Heidi, but then she wasn't the favored, uh, she wasn't the favored athlete for good reason, because uh, her Chinese competitor was a 
was one of uh, it's like she was one of the far favorites because of uh, the way that she has performed recently. So when Heidi got there and was going towards the end, there was a point where okay, sure bronze, all right, good. We're we're and in my head, I wasn't the one assigned to this uh, story. By the way, it was Gretchen, um, but I was there because I, I couldn't miss it, right? So. Um, when she got the bronze for sure, you're like, okay, but how far could she go? How far could she push this, uh, her opponent? And when we got, when it got to the point that it was a, basically a, it was a duel. It it, it became a one-on-one thing. I, I can't, I can't believe that it became a, uh, it became a match wherein you were just trying to outdo one person back and forth, back and forth. If you rewatch the, if you rewatch the um, the Olympics, the Heidi's uh, final match, there's there's a poor part there, wherein the coaches are just running back and forth from the the desk to indicate what weight that they're going to carry, they're gonna lift. And they were just outdoing each other left and right, left wow. and right. So it was just, it, and it, that was happening towards the tail end. And Kame in the in the in the audience, we'd hear all these announcements, and wow. we were like, "Oh, really? Oh my god!" And then and then you'd hear that this is this is for the world record, this is for the Olympic record, this is for the wow. whatever. And these Heidi and her competitor. At the tail end, we're just breaking records left and right, and it just came all the way to the end. Um, I, I don't. I, mean, I guess it's hard for certain people to understand just how much of a buzzer beater win this was. But it was a buzzer beater win. It's a last second three three point shot for a championship. It's a last minute goal in the fifth minute and in injury time. It is the last spike. Of a extended fifth set, that's how that's how I can try and find the, you know, uh, try and find the, the parallel to it. Because grabe talaga, um, the way she won it for me yeah, yeah. was also a big story, um, and it was honestly it wrote itself. Um, everything was uh, everything just had to fall into place, and for Heidi, it did. That Imagine record of hers. No? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, with the crowd, I mean, you can only imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, look, we can count, and we can. There were probably less than twenty Filipinos in that um, in that venue, twenty or thirty maybe, because of all of the coaches, the of obviously the officials, the dignitaries, the media, and uh, of course ourselves, the team that's a signal. Maybe thirty, maybe forty, and I guess madam nayon. But then, oh. could you imagine if they filled that up to the thousands that it could have been? Um, it would have been it would have been incredible, um, which you know I feel it, it yeah it it was a gold medal mold that deserved to be shared and yan yung, yeah. you know yan yung hassle. but uh, you know again it was fortunately it was um, it was yeah and we're still talking about it right now that's how yeah. how yeah. impactful it is if they had people in the venue it would be go hide Diaz, fight 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 deva with the homemade banners that's how i can imagine it and, and yeah. there's a big filipino community in japan oh, oh there sure. were so many pinoys there it was insane like you could go around and you could hear tagalog being spoken it was 
Like I I don't know the percentage, but I'm pretty sure we're a sizable minority there. Because grabe, like everywhere we went, may Pinoy. So like home. <laughs> yeah, well, sort of. I mean, like, hey, I I left the Philippines. Why are you <laughs> anyway? But yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, but that was that was fun. It was fun seeing a lot of our kababayans there. And yeah, the thing of Hydaelyn again, I think setting at least an Olympic record to get, get the medal. They said she never even lifted that weight in practice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like uh, credit again to her team HD. Everything that they mm-hmm. did was planned. Um, you know, she she's worked at it um, mentally, physically. She was strong enough. She knew it. If you notice, she she had like a little mantra that she would say to herself before every lift and uh again her everything uh the, the mental she put a lot on her mental health and her mental coaching going into the olympics and i think that that's something you know i i hope that our athletes could focus on a bit more because um technique skill strength sometimes uh, we have that it's just that we don't compete at these certain levels and uh, we fall mentally mm-hmm. And man, grabbing Olympics, no? Again, like it has that long, long mark. We're still talking about it. It's been half a year already. But how about PBA, man? I know Claudia specifically specifically wants to talk about 3x3. PBA oh. was like stop, go, stop, go, given the tough circumstances. But you guys yeah. still pulled it off. Yeah. Um, you know, PBA was a look, um, I, I'm a lot of, the thing with the PBA is that it's lifeblood to a lot of people. It provides so much work. Uh, it provides uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of entertainment, and a lot of people. It, it still is the most watched for a good reason. I mean, like everyone loves their basketball, the P- everyone loves their PBA, and you know, for it to go stop and start, it it took a toll on everyone, um, mentally, financially, physically. Uh, for ev- for the media guys in the media, for the players, for this coaching staff and all of that, there's it's just a big ripple effect because it's such a big part of our fabric as a sport sporting industry. So it was great to see it finish. It was great to see it work. It happened in a bubble. And, um, you know, again, keeping everyone, trying to keep everyone safe and healthy in the bubble was important. It was, the picture you're seeing right now was my first live game in a very, very long time. I said, like, to actually be there in the venue. Yeah. And it was a different energy. And I, I loved it. Um, I, and I loved it. And so I always say I'm so jealous for Carlo Pamintuan, who would be in the bubble to actually watch 5-on-5 five five basketball uh, a lot. So, you know, he... Um, yeah, no, it's it's just great to have to have had basketball back, to see live basketball again. I called the game in Arneta Coliseum before the shutdown uh, with a crowd. And I like <laughs> if I had to adjust being in from to being in a close setting to calling games um in a in a tube, right? It, it, calling games in close environment to to suddenly in a place with a crowd. As in I'd say something and there'd be people reacting, there'll be noises. Oh, it was such a great feeling. So yeah, again, hope the PBA does come back sooner rather than later. Hopefully, it happens safely. And um, for me, it's a great indicator of where Philippine sports is because if it's going, then everything else will probably soon follow. Yeah, a sense of normalcy we always talk about, Claudia. Like, oh, you see the PBA game on TV, whether you're going out or having dinner. I'm like, okay, things mm-hmm. are going good. No, Claudia? Yeah, and, it, uh, and the fact that there's a new format that's being played at the PBA, which is a 3x3. Yeah, 3x3. 
Yeah, and uh, I think it high it gave a lot of people to watch, you know, uh, a reason to watch the PPA. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the three x three. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like calling it. It's super fast. Um, you can't take your eyes off it. Um, and it it also provides like a lot of work. Um, those are I, I always talk about work because you, I don't think people realize how many jobs there are as a professional basketball player at a very good level. And the three x three is a very good level also. I mean, like again, you just have to do the math twelve times or let's say fifteen players. That that's and you have millions of uh, basketball players around the world, so uh, on the Philippines, and um, you can you only have that many jobs, right? So uh, you extend it to three x three. Those are ways to stay in the PBA, have a career as well. Also, uh, you talk to the guys from the SBP; they'll tell you that they're trying to developing. They're trying to develop three x three as a another career path for professional basketball. So to make a living out of it, and I think that you know if we keep on going at it this way, it'll it'll get there, and you know I'm happy for it, and um, you know it gives us uh, the media guys more work too because uh, some of these guys got get paid per game, so the more games we call, the better. The more <laughs> game days there there are, the better it is for us. So uh, the selfish way of looking at it, but then it's it's so good for the environment and the industry. To have this type of work in, to have the three x three in, and also have another Olympic sport being developed here in the country because three x three is in the Olympics, so it's nice to be building towards something like that. And you, you you mentioned that it could be another career path. It it sprouted out the the, the veterans like uh, Tonino Gonzaga, the Gonzaga, yeah. Meralco, yeah, Tonino Gonzaga, yeah, Gonzaga. Um, the, if if you watch the three x three, look the one Marvin Hayes won the three x three championship. <laughs> yeah. uh, the most recently, I mean, like he is a veteran's veteran. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he and he won it. Also, people really people who do play it realize that it's you know the instincts are different. Three x three insects are are different. Um, compared to five on five, like for example, um, if if someone blows by you. And goes in for the easy layup. You don't chase him anymore. You run towards a corner and then wait for the the quick the quick pass off the rebound. Or you can also have um, you also have guy. It's different rules that that go against completely what you're thinking on a five on five setup. But if you're in three x three, it has to be second nature to you. So it's a different. It's almost like a different uh, skill set and the amount of cardio you have to do. I was talking to Larry Pona share about this and like. Grabe, Larry. You have it's like it's like you have uh, the cardio of a younger man. Then then he was like, "Oh, talaga, pare. That means so much because <laughs> because hey, grabe, the cardio is insane for these yeah. guys. So, you know, it's um, yeah, it's a different game. That it's that's a cliche. It's a different game. You have to get used to it. But then having called it and having seen players struggle with it at the very beginning, yeah. it uh, kind of reinforces that. It was actually very exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's like everything's just crammed together in 3x3, and that's how you get it action And it's back. physical. I think a lot of oh, people yeah. like the physicality of the game. Yeah. Benoist loved that. that, that but, yeah. The game is so different. Walang inbound. It's just bring the ball out right away. That's yeah, why it's, it's so quick. fast. Super quick. I think you just explained it there. I mean, someone drives past you for a layup, goes to the corner already. I think that comes from the fact that, oh, no need to inbound the ball. Just pass it out. Clear in the three-point line. 
No, not only that. I mean, like, because you you only have ten minutes, so the more shots you get up, the more chances. I as in as, as soon as the ball is rebounded, miss or not, you just chuck it out, and then if you can shoot within a second later, that yeah. uh, actually do you better. All right. Yeah, and then twelve second shot clock. I think twelve second shot clock. Oh, there you go. Seven fouls. Seven fouls. It'll be two free throws for the opposition. Ten fouls. Yeah. Two free throws and a pen and the ball possession to the opposition. So. Yeah, um, weird rules. In well, weird, weird rules. looking at it now, but then uh, right. from a five-on-five perspective, pero masaya pa rin siya. Super, man. and we're only in th- we're only in basketball. But there's let's not forget about football, of course, Paulo. Yeah. I mean, people know you there. You call games. Mm-hmm. Now, how was it that football action was all in the end of the year, pretty much? I mean, Copa well, Paulino Alcantara, Ascals, yeah. Suzuki yeah. Cup, you name it. Yeah, I mean, like there was a lot of football happening um, in in the country. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it could have been a lot more, but then the pandemic, we're all adjusting to it. It was great uh, being able to be part of some of the moments. Uh, again, I call, as you mentioned, I called the Copa Polina Cantara, and that was it's always going to be one of them. Is you know, calling football games will never be the most financially rewarding or the most fina- or the most um, lucrative in in general. Or, uh, but then it's always been one of my passions, so I go for it. Um, you know, it it doesn't like it. It's a grow. It's still a growing sport here. I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, how old is Philippine football? You have to realize it's twelve. It's twelve years old. If you're starting from two thousand ten, um, which is when you know we suddenly have had a league. I uh, suddenly had women's football come in to become taken more seriously. You have started uh, youth football being looked at more. You have our more. We're now sending out teams in the age group levels. We're twelve years old. What were you doing at twelve years old? <laughs> you couldn't. I mean, like it's a, it's difficult. But you know, you look at it from that perspective. The fact that we jumped um, from what is it seventy FIFA ranking spaces in twelve years. It's kind of insane. I mean, like, um, I think people say, oh, we're plateauing, maybe, because of the results. But then you look at it and you're like, no, we just found our level. You know, we found where we belong in the world. And now we're trying to figure out how to get to the next level and go beyond that. So um, I'm happy because we, I, I felt like we saw, we saw a lot of growth. Um, we're seeing more younger players come in. We're seeing, uh, you know, more investment in women's football. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, because we're seeing more younger players coming, we're seeing more investment in the youth. Um, and people are like, oh, sanyan, sanyan. we have the ADT. <laughs> the, yeah. We have uh, the fact that that is a part of the national team program. We are trying to get homegrown guys, or we're trying to get guys to be more homegrown. And we're exporting talent. Uh, we have exported talent from the UAP and uh, Patrick Tato, Marco Casambre, uh, Amani Aguinaldo. Um, Harvey Gayoso is trying to get out there also, um, but yeah, there. In other words, there's this is probably you know it's not as um, glitzy as it was back in like 2010, 11, 12. But you know the building blocks are there. Uh, we we got rid of all of the hype, the honeymoon period. We're now in the serious relationship part. That if you work <laughs> at it, it will uh, come out in dividends in the future. Yeah. So, ayun. So, ayun. <laughs> I like that. 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 I like
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it got easy closing. Not yeah, I mean, easy is the word to get tickets to watch the Ascals. I'm like, after getting tickets to watch the game against Kuwait, we're like, oh wow, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah Brazil's not big enough because people didn't realize. I I think because it felt like people thought that we caught lightning in the bottle, but I just felt that people noticed we win, we won. And, you know, um, yeah, people just noticed we've won. And it was hard to keep that that type of crowd in for, I think, numerous reasons. I mean, like, we can, you know, we can go back. We can go back and, like, you know, delve in, like, oh, where were the mistakes made and all of that. People would blame, people would say, that, oh, that, but they don't see UFL. Oh, that, but uh, this or that. Everyone's going to have their own take. And, I, and, you know, I respect that. Everyone should have their own take. Everyone should have an opinion. Because if they don't have an opinion, they don't care. Um, and when I look at that uh, whole situation with regards to, you know, the growth of Philippine, of Philippine football and all of that right now, I think what we're, what we're trying to get now is a level of stability that, uh, is more long-term in comparison to uh, what it was, but we still need to have a certain level. Like we can't go semi-pro again, um, because of the fact that we're now competing in Asian competitions. We need to be able to have more than two clubs or three clubs who are able to go to those competitions in case they reach a certain rank. Um, you can't say that, oh, we can't bring in foreign-based players anymore. Uh, but then if you do that, how far are we going to fall again and lose all the gains we've had in the last 12 years? So there's a lot to consider and a lot to work at, and it's never black or white. So... Um, again, everyone will have their ideas, and you know you respect all of that. And uh, but then at the end of the day, if the goal is to just you know keep football pushing forward, then you know those ideas have to be have each of them have to have their own time in the sun, and they have to we have to figure out whether okay this works or this doesn't work. So yeah, I mean like again, I'm I'm still hoping that more people do watch football, that we have more football to be played um, in every level. I played in the WFL and that was so fun. It was basically a rec league, right? That you could play. Uh, right. I, I always describe it as a ligang labas. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you would, you know, you could be in college and then you could be playing in a club. In the, no, so, but it was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I miss, I miss being able to do all that. There was actually a good community here in, in, in the. In the metro, in the in the in the country in general, so you know, hopefully we can get a bit more of that sooner rather than later. We might have to spin off for Quentong Ligang Labas Football Edition. Oh my I goodness! <laughs> oh, but I, like, it's funny. My fa- I have a favorite game ever. Um, twenty twelve, I think, or twenty eleven, the WFL Cup because they had a cup competition. Me league and make up Yes. Um, we beat Mendiola. I oh. said, Mendiola in the PFL team. Uh, my, my team back back then, um, we, we called the International FC. We beat Mendiola 2-1 in uh, Cuenca. Because that's home and away. Pa rin yun, eh. So you can, if you're the home team, you can pick which field to play in. You book the referees and all that. It was fun. It was a fun setup. And uh, yeah, I mean, like that was, my fa- that was one of my favorite games because... One, we won, and two, I started and I played the whole game. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> my highlight reel, kana. <laughs> 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 Upload that on YouTube. 
Grabe kung may kung may if we, if we only were active in like taking videos, like video no, I would loop it forever. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you'd be here talking ano as a football player, you know. If, no, if no, that no. happened. I, I was never that good. That's why it's my highlight I can still remember that. One. But yeah, I mean there's nowhere to go but up for Philippine football. I mean Oh, just yeah. to end it, no Philippine football, where we are in the FIFA rankings back then, I'd be like, oh wow! I mean, if we play a team in that area, we'd be hella scared. But we're there now, so you know, mm-hmm. there's progress being made. But yeah, oh one against wow. South Korea, throwing China. I mean, that does just happen within the last three years. So mm-hmm. that felt like a win. Mm. That win, I know that draw against China. China, yeah. yeah, that draw against China. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I think we will take a quick time out, Lang Paulo, as we have some mm-hmm. contractual obligations. Go and Go make your money. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to remind you, we remember the Globally Ballin Network, so head to globallyballin.com for your original content. Do give them a follow too on social media. And then follow us too, of course, at WTHAW Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and then subscribe to us on YouTube. That's where you can catch our video episodes alongside Facebook and our audio platforms. Audio platforms, again, if you're on the go, just like our sister show. So listen anytime, anywhere. We are on Spotify. Speaking of sister shows, again, one of them is Hang Time with Denise Dinsai. Jem Ferris, one of her guests, talk about that PVL bubble experience that was also truly unique. And then I am alternative basketball with my Titos, Noel, Charlie, and Sid. So that's where you live. The golden era of Philippine hoops. And then, whoo, damning sponsors. We got Chops to Go, New Era, Henelubon Farms, Arfratelli Ice Cream, Judge's Delights, Cookie Chum. And then we got the Daily Ounce, gave us our lovely Aqua Flask. So, Cuts Apparel PH2, thank you for giving us our uniform. So, we are loving them so far. And, all right, I think let's get back at it. Wow, we covered a That's lot. The bills. That's how you pay the bills. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're all like uh, XX deals. We're, we're mm-hmm. hoping that uh, there is one sponsor that could help us pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. We're waiting on that. We're waiting on that. Mm-hmm. X deals been helping us a lot too. But wow. 2022, Paolo, what do you think is in store? I mean, Maybe not everyone's my as Google and looked at the sporting calendar for the Philippines as a whole or whatever. But how do you see it? What made you go, Oh, it's uh, this year? I a lot, actually. Um, oh, wow. Asian Games, Southeast Asian Games. Um, I don't know if the Suzuki Cup's gonna happen in this calendar year, but then, um, that's also a thing to look, at, look out for. Um, obviously, you pag babalik ng UAP in a bubble or not, uh, PBA. Still is uh, up and up up there. PVL would be big considering you know you have F two coming potentially coming back. I haven't I don't think they've officially announced it, but then I think that's the expectation. And uh, F two, okay, I imagine F two versus Screamline that would always be so fun. Um, <laughs> then you have uh, yeah, I mean PBA. I want to see. Look, there's an arms race right now of talent, especially with the SMC and the MVP teams. So it'll be fun to see who ends up up top, especially in this Governors Cup. Uh, PFL, we just want to see it back, hopefully a bit longer. Of course, um, you know, if you're looking at national teams, you have Gilas, you have women's national team, you have Ascals, you have the under 23s happening. There's just so much happening there. You have a comment there, say Women's Asian Cup. Yeah, that's true. That's actually the first one happening. So, 
so much happening right now um in terms of uh you know potential again you have to say potentially because covid still real huh? <laughs> you don't yes. know how things affect uh, you don't know how it's going to affect certain things so when you look at uh, the calendar right now there's a lot of hope um there's a lot of hope that things will come out smoother especially come february right now uh, when things uh hopefully omicron doesn't derail us too much and that uh, we're back on our feet next month hopefully fingers crossed you never know with all the cases that you see on the news right now but um yeah i i can't wait personally i'm, I'm excited to see college sports back because uh i can only imagine how the last two years have been for student athletes uh, especially those who saw their time lapse on their careers because of the last two years so you know you want to see some of the younger ones out there uh giving themselves a shot for a sporting life beyond their college life so we'll see we'll hopefully the uap and the ncaa both of them do come back um yeah and in southeast asian games it'll be interesting to see how all the teams train given the conditions here and people forget we're defending champions as Southeast Asian Games. Right. I don't know if we're defending it now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we ever have won the Sea Games outside our country. But I am I want them to fight for it. So let's see how far they go. Right. So let's see what happens. So much to look out for, so much to be excited for. Um we also have a forget um we also have Asimir competing in our a uh, winter, Olympic, winter Olympic our our sole um athlete there um i think realistically it's hard to expect a medal from him but then hey look if you can surprise us i don't mind <laughs> i don't mind uh, being wrong and uh you know celebrating that medal medal later on so yeah. hopefully he does perform well but yeah a lot to look forward to and there are going to be surprises for sure um yeah. there always is how yes. how often do you have a preview that comes through like hundred percent, like we not not missing anything at the end of the year, right? So, so much to look forward to, and you know, I'm I'll I'll try my best to cover as much as I can, because yeah. madame siya. Um, I can't look. I'm my friends would kill me if I forget to mention. Look, beach volleyball is also doing very well. Now you mm. have to watch out for national teams out there. The you know beach volleyball republic is doing their best to bring beach volleyball to. All these different areas. You mentioned three x three a while ago, Claude. Yeah, that's another thing to yeah. uh, watch out for. Also, to see the growth of it, because uh, the teams are getting better game by game, and uh, it's fun to watch. The team that won the championship, the overall championship last conference, only started winning in the last three legs. So, you know, that just goes to show you that there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of growth happening in that sport. Also, in terms of the players, in terms of the teams, and hopefully. As a career, I think they're expanding the three x three. They're adding yeah. a couple more teams to it um, next conference. So again, we'll sardines, what's um, Yeah, sardines is coming. Uh, sardine teams coming in. I'm not. Yeah, sardines uh, coming in. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly the moniker will be. I'm assuming it might be sardines. So let's see what happens. Uh, <laughs> the three x three. That's gonna be difficult for you guys to come to anchor. Hey. Exciting mga monikers, huh? Always. So I love it here in the Philippines. Keeps it yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a time. There's a lot of sports put in to look forward to, to keep everyone chugging. So it's exciting times ahead. You mentioned on Sea Games huh? before we go to Claudia. Also, maging champion eh, pag home team for Sea Games. No? I think that's we. I can leave it there. 
just among us. But um, Claudia, you wanted to carry on, no? I think. Yeah. Paul, you so, normally, um, I know. Yeah. Paul, you know, I people. actually, yeah, I, wa- your I work with, your, with, I work with your father, mm-hmm. your dad. Everyone uh, has. Here <laughs> in uh, in the Southeast Asian Games, uh, mm-hmm. under Tim Coach Tim Cohn, so uh, we we won the gold together. I was uh, as part of the nation's team, so I was inside the dugout and all that. So yeah, it was yeah, fun yeah. to work with your dad. So, but you as a broadcaster, um, there is a question here uh, by Pat Mendoza, uh, which is also a, a good segue for us to talk about your career, the man. No? Mm-hmm. So. Di pa pumasok si isip nyo na maging basketball player kayo just like your dad. Oh, well, you have to be at a certain skill level to be <laughs> to play basket, pro basketball. Um, I wasn't good enough. Funny thing, I'm not athletic at all. Um, I try to be, you know, pero it, you know, sometimes you're just not that gifted and that's okay. Um, you know, the thing is you gotta work with what you got. Uh, my dad would tell me that, uh, Buten lang hindi ako nagmana sa kanya sa basketball at sa uh, iba na lang. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean like, was it, a, was it something I I tried as a kid? Sort of, yeah. I mean like, uh, siyempre, nag, uh, nag mga basketball clinic ako and all of that. Like every, that was always my summer. I was very fundamentally sound as a kid. Um, and then, it just, uh, yeah, it just didn't work out. I mean, like, uh, I tried out for, I remember when I was in grade school, I tried out, I was the last cut to uh, San Agustin. Then I moved to Zobel. Uh, I was with, I, try, I, I tried out my first year. And then um, I did not do so well in my academics. So <laughs> that derailed it. And then second year, I got, did well in my academics. Then third year, I suspended the UAAP. Um and nasama na yung Zobel doon. So, that, that was basically the extent of my, you know, basketball hopes and dreams. But, um, you know, with that, I, you know, I, he, he allowed me to do whatever I wanted to do. Like, to the mm-hmm. point that, look, when I was in high school, I was a theater person. I did theater. And in college, oh, wow. I taught part-time theater. Um, I became, uh, I was a student jock for 99.5 Play FM. I interned in Rappler. I... Uh, ended up being a researcher for the boys' night out. I, I did a lot of stuff, and I wasn't. Um, stuff and I, I did. I wasn't allowed, uh, and I, I wasn't said that. You know, I wasn't told not to do something. I was always given the green light and tried to figure out what I wanted to do. It just turns out that if you look at all the stuff I went into, it involved talking a lot, and that's why I'm like, hey, why don't I just talk about sports? And it worked out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like it always. This wasn't always the obvious path. It wasn't always the obvious path, but then it, it all worked out. Um, it all worked out. It's it's uh, for me realizing what opportunities are around you, um, what opportunities you have, and uh, and a realistic view of uh, your own talent and what you could do, and um, taking those opportunities and making the most of what you have. Yeah, there you go. Working closely with your dad. So. Between a, a free throw, because your dad is known to be one of the best free throw shooters in the PBA. Is he? Okay. <laughs> I I like know. But between the two of you, I'm sure there's a running joke between that. Who would win the free throw shot? Look, look, I don't care how old my dad is. He will say that he's better than me or my brother at anything basketball related. And to be fair, <laughs> to be fair to him, the PBA, so none of us can say either otherwise. 
even until today because I swear to you, you put a retired PBA player on the floor, no matter what, they'll still always be the best guy there for some reason, by hook or by crook. It it just happens to be. Like, there was a time where my brother's actually a better athlete than myself. Arguably, he was a better athlete than my dad, but, you know, uh, when at his age. And they there was a time they just wanted to just have a shootout, to just play a horse or 21 or whatever. And my brother would never win. Because for some reason, magiging three-point shooter yung dad ko, and he never shot three in his life, I think, in the PBA. So, <laughs> I, I again, I don't know. It's just when you're a pro, you're at a different level. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took that all the way that, uh, beyond it. So, he will say that uh, he's the best free-throw shooter in this house, no matter what happens. Uh, again, yung only, yung only claim to fame ko is that yung nag-Milo best ako, 1998, best in free-throw ako. So, <laughs> I, I have a trophy to prove that best in free-throw ako. And he doesn't have anything to say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, your dad but, only has percentages, I think. Uh, Not uh, well, trophy, yeah, but. I mean, like, do you want to look that up? I don't know. But then... My my point is is that uh, when you talk about free throws, like people always associate with them, and you know what? Yeah, let's let I'll I'll just let that be an inspiration along to others to work on their craft and work on their free throws. So free throws, huh? Of course, you know, can't miss them free throw nga, diba? Mental game. Important. You in the hoop. So sabi ko nga talaga, kulang yung ano here, your ano credentials on the screen. Dapat yung Milo best free throw. On oh, no, no. Let's, right not, let's, not, let's not add that. I don't want to add something <laughs> in the late 90s. <laughs> okay. It's well, be a bit more recent, no? We got mm-mm. Pat, sabi niya, ayun. Coach Chard knows yeah. free throws. Yeah. Okay. Did you, did, did you ever see yourself uh, like, you know, you were starting in theater and all that being in the platform and sports and getting to meet, you know, the, the, the superstars or the idols of Philippine sports or even international sports. My mm, segue from theater. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Could you repeat that? Did you ever get like, uh, was it uh, in your, you know, in your goal to meet these uh, idols, uh, athlete idols, uh, whether it be Philippine athletes or the, or the international athletes? Yeah. You know, there's always, um, I, the thing is, you can't ever stop being a fan, and you always want to meet people. Um, I think uh, the nice thing about the job is, is that you, I do get the opportunity to meet some of the you know larger than life figures that we all look at in general. Um, I, I the thing is, is that uh, because I'm lucky enough to see them that way, I try to look at them and see them as people rather than celebrities, if that makes any sense, because I've you know, more often than not, my job is to interview them and talk to them. And I want to do it like a normal person rather than, you know, as someone with a written question and, you know, just churns it out because that's what I practice. So, you know, um, yeah, no, they, I wouldn't say it was a a goal, but every time I have the opportunity, I'm excited. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I look forward to it. And, uh, you know, long may it continue. Again, I, I still feel I'm relatively young at this job. Uh, yeah, I th- I, yeah I'm relatively, I think I'm relatively young at this job. I think I'm only on my seventh year as a broadcaster, give or take. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, 
those opportunities keep on coming and it's just um, you know keeping your head down and keep on working and you know try never to be the topic <laughs> just always be the guy you know putting someone else up because that's the job uh trying trying to make sure that uh you know the guy you're talking to looks good or uh looks good or you know more about them by the end of the interview yeah who the heck are we so we're letting you get the spotlight right now so people can know about your background the guy you know, who helps the other people look good and then you know all your your background and all that you, could you tell us about the youth jazz story of yours i mean it's crazy right you're on the new york times for being a jazz fan in the philippines right because normally pag pinoy oi lakers lakers blah 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 and then my celtics yeah you're with the jazz man yeah i mean like it's funny because uh... Literally, the reason why I got a uh, part of that uh, story and uh, I got I got a part in that story was because um, was because uh, uh, C. Scott, the, the writer uh, from New York Times, he messaged a friend of mine, C. Nico Ramos, because uh, Nico's very connected to you know NBA media circles. Uh, he talks to all these guys, and he said, "Hey, I want to do a story in Jordan Clarkson because he's doing so well." Is there any jazz fan in the Philippines. And I was the person that came up. So thank you again for Nico Ramos for hooking me up. He sent me a number, Scott uh, Kansholia for, uh, he he sent my number to Scott. And then um, he rung me up and we had that interview um, over the phone. And, you know, just let, let things happen. And uh, yeah, I was just, you know, for me, it didn't feel real until it actually happened uh, when I actually saw it come out. So uh, to be featured like that for being a jazz fan, I mean, like of all the things you could be in the New York Times for, I the last thing on my mind would have been a because jazz. I'm a Utah jazz fan in the Philippines. All right, why? Right, why? Why is that the case? We're um, laughing in the background, yeah, but, but props. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fantastic, and the the great thing was, uh, the person who photographed me was. A string. Well, she she's hired occasionally by the New York Times, but she actually works for Nat Geo and all of that. It's okay. Hannah Reyes Morales, the one who just did the, one. who just won the Nobel Prize. So yeah. I'm like, oh, she took a photo of me. I'm Easy gonna... work. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I know her. It's one, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those moments, I guess. And I was like, oh, yay! Thank goodness. <laughs> Wow. Kita pa, no? Hampton Court represent no? a place uh, yeah. I'm yeah. you know, kind of connected to where I study in the area. <laughs> so, wow. no, So, the youth of jazz fandom. Now, before we end this youth of jazz and your background, like, did you ever think of cheering for other teams? Or was there that moment, no, okay, sweep the other teams aside. I'm riding no. with these guys. I mean, like, I mean, like, I could cheer for other players because, you know, whether or like it or not, I love, you know, I, I love watching the game um, in general. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'd always cheer for for the Jazz because, um, you know, I I just, yeah, I, I like them. I had a connection to them when I was a kid. I just kept it on. And, uh, but then that doesn't mean, like, I, I couldn't, like, have favorite players or have players like I, I couldn't. Not watch. I think that's the very that's the Pinoy mentality in me because Pinoy is like following players rather than team sometimes, right? So uh, there was a time where 
Look, I have a Steph Curry jersey because when he exploded uh, back in, I think, 16, I'm like, I need a Steph Curry jersey because he was just that fantastic. And uh, so I have a Steph Curry jersey. Um, I want the Dame Lillard jersey. He's one of my favorites um, in general because he's just so disgustingly arrogant on the court. It's so fun to watch. I love it. Um, <laughs> I I like Ja Morant right now amongst the younger players uh, as well. I like following him. Like, I, I love watching him. And, you know, there's just, yeah, so much. There's a lot to watch out. I mean, like, my second team, I guess, is Seattle Supersonics because I have family in Seattle. And, you know, I was in Seattle. Uh, I was visiting Seattle the year they left for Oklahoma, and it was a depressing place. Because you signed, I actually I remember it vividly seeing a, a Save Our Sonics uh, banner somewhere there when I was going around Seattle. So, um, yeah, it was it was one of those things. It was one of those things um, growing up. But yeah, I mean, like, look, I I follow the Jazz. I will never be, I will never be um, rabid about them. Like I would say, I, I would never hate on anyone for hating anyone or liking someone else. Uh, but you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep on rooting for them, and I, that doesn't mean I can't also root for other players to do well just because I'm like, first of all, they they might need my fantasy team, and two, uh, same. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got a similar fantasy bias just there. Okay, mm-hmm. and Kanina, you said you love the game, but there's no pun intended mm-hmm. right there. I feel you, but wow, that's great stuff on your background, Paolo. But we just you know some. Parting questions before we carry yeah. on to the draft and end our formal conversation. For me, I don't know. Where do you see yourself, let's say, 10 years from now with your career? Well, I think the the, the great part of this job so far is that, um, you know, um, I, I couldn't have plotted it really. Uh, I just, I, I mentioned a while ago, realizing what opportunities they are and taking it. And hopefully I keep on doing that. Uh, Ten years from now, who knows? Uh, I wouldn't. I would, you know. I I would like. I, I personally, at the current uh, way, rate I'm going, I'd like to establish myself more as a consistent and quality voice in Philippine sports, uh, obviously multi sports, and hopefully that you know does come true. It, it'll take a lot of work, humility, and it'll take a lot of uh, you know trying to just be present and relevant as much as you can, and also. Uh, years from now, hopefully, you know, being able to invest in something that would help Philippine sports grow in a certain way. How I don't know, but you know, I'm just still looking at. I'm I'm looking at ways to to do that. Hopefully, down the road. But then, of course, that's after I settle myself down first, and let's see what happens in terms of uh, you know life, career, and everything, and and everything there. So yeah, right now. I wish I could have a less cliche answer, but then hoping for the best with regards to all of that. Wow. Bang. <laughs> my, my other next cliche question, um, you know, you said you were just new to this craft, like uh, mm-hmm. sports broadcasting, seven years. That's actually pretty long. Season. Yeah, season, yeah. season already. But we're not so, taking a big and saying veteran by saying, you know, veteran can say old, but we're saying season because season, hey, season, basketball, yeah. Nandun mm-hmm. ka, football, nandun ka, no? but, yeah. God, yeah, yeah. So seasoned uh, sports broadcaster. So once you retire, how would you like people to remember you? Uh, mm. The funny thing is, I, I'm not necessarily uh, the thing. The thing I like about the job right now is that 
I want to find a way to make sure my voice is part of an iconic call, uh, rather than people looking back at uh, looking back at me as a person or as my job in in general. Because, like you know, to be fair, what do you watch more? YouTube highlights or Wikipedia pages, right? You you end up watching moments rather than you know just reading up on someone. More likely than not, I'm not saying that you know that's always the case. Um, I I think I just like to be known as a a guy who made Philippine sports more fun, more memorable, more enjoyable, more uh, more dramatic in a good way, and. It's just a lot to, and just being a positive contributor to everything. Because uh, this is, you know, this is a, a lifeblood to a lot of people. It's also an escape for a lot of people. And I think that there is a lot of responsibility that comes uh, with that. And being able to do a good job with regards to all of that, I think is very important. Because, uh, you know, if I, I, I try my best never to do it for myself. And so that's why I'm having a hard time really coming up with a good answer. Like, how do I think people, how do I want people to look at me uh, moving forward? You know, there's a reason why they have YouTube compilations. Mike Breen saying bang. Oh, oh I have something. nothing yet. I have no Wala quote. Para. No quotable quote yet. Yeah. Wala pa. Wala pa. Okay, that's, but... that's hard. Uh, that's hard. Super. Yeah. Yeah. But again, just just to hammer down in how young I am in this industry, I've only been calling basketball games for three years. I called my first basketball game. I remember Jones Cup. Yes, uh, yes. Four years. Jones Cup uh, when Ateneo was there, their last year there. That was my first basketball game I called. That was four years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Four years ago, give or take, yeah. Because yeah. So I'm like, yeah. So that was my first basketball game that I called. I, I actually called more football games than I had basketball games before I started doing basketball games. Then men's volleyball before women. So, yeah. You know, when you have that compilation like Mike Brain or Magu or whoever, you know, let's let's pull in the show. <laughs> so which, uh, which sport are we going to be talking sport, about? Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah, sport? I mean, all of the above, puede. Well, okay. Hopefully, all hopefully. Well, you never okay. know. Again, I, I got to hand it to all the guys who came before me. Uh, Magu. Uh, Miko, she, you know, and, and everyone, everyone out there uh, who, you know, laid down the path and set standards so high, boom, um, you know, love them or hate them. If people prefer them or not, people say they're biased or not. I mean, like I, they colored the game in a way that uh, people should aspire to. And, uh, you know, I can uh, hopefully I get to that level because I don't think I'm there yet. Yeah, well, yeah. Those are people who continue to push the boundaries, you know, like hats off to them, of course. But. Well, to to wrap up our conversation, Paolo, thank you so much, you know, for your time. It was a blast looking back at 2021, looking forward at 2022, the sporting year. Um, we can give you the floor. I don't know if you have a fan club or if you want to greet your dad or whoever. Or you might, you might be tired of calling games with your dad then, no? <laughs> but, nah, yeah, nah, we'd like I, to give you the floor. Nah, I'll, I'll never get tired of calling games with my dad. Uh, I, I, I realize that that is a big trip. Not a lot of people can say that they work with their dad. Um, no, but again, again, thank you for everyone watching here. Everyone, I don't have a fan club yet. I'd say yet, because I, I don't know. I might have. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, but thank you to everyone who did watch here uh, today, uh, and who will watch here in the future, who will stay until this very end of this of this clip and actually see me saying thank you to them. Uh, <laughs> thank you to yeah to again the bosses uh, over 
at, at Signal and uh, and the ones who trust me when I was still at CNN to help me get my start since we're all about looking back right now at the moment. And yeah, hopefully you can keep on supporting, you know, all the Philippine athletes out there whose stories that we love telling and uh, and all of the sports uh, out there, all the sports lovers out there, the football fans, uh, kapit lang, don't worry, the world's not falling apart, trust me. Uh, uh, for volleyball fans out there, I'm so excited to see you go at each other when it's F2 versus Creamline. Uh, to all of the basketball fans out there, PBA, UAP, I can't wait to see you in person again and, you know, uh, be around all of the noise. So, yeah, hoping for a healthier 2022, despite the very bad start that we're having right now. Sana on the aggregate, the entire year, um, hopefully we recover from this spike and that we get back to normalcy uh, relatively soon and that we can get to just talking about sports left and right every day. Man, amen. I mean, bawe sa aggregate, no? So we'll chase the game in the second leg. We'll yeah. Some Suzuki, vi- Suzuki Cup vibes right there, no? But all right, so let's get on to the draft. Ah. So, major last minute. I normally tell the guest and like Claudia, okay, ito yung topic. I'm like, on OBC day, I'm like, I forgot to tell you guys. That's fine. Yeah. Only before we went on air, no? So, Paolo, the honor is yours. First pick. And we can't repeat. So, that's the twist if we end up quote unquote stealing each other's answers. Favorite athlete? Um, this one is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a surprise pick. Um, I think first one, I'll just go Muhammad Ali. Ooh. Okay. He was yeah. on my list. Ooh. On my, I'm not putting him, but am I right with the spelling? You're right. He's gonna kill me. Muhammad, there you go. M U M U M U. You're a fan, Alaga. Yep. Muhammad. Claudia. Yeah. Okay. This one, Paulo. You know, I'm actually also a Utah Jazz fan. Solid. Yeah. Until uh, until my favorite athlete. Yeah. John Stockton retired. Yeah. Okay. All right. Once All right. he retired, I I, I uh, moved yeah. teams and I couldn't go back to Utah Jazz anymore because it's not the same with John. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Right. I get so, you. Okay. Yeah. No. I I, I I love the culture that he brought. So I mean, like, yeah. he was honestly, he was my favorite jazz player up until Donovan Mitchell. But yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that's how. You know, Claudia, you didn't watch the ending of Last Dance. No, I did not watch the ending of Last Dance, Paolo. Because you got so I... many text messages here in the Last Dance. The one that's here, you know. I have not. To this day, we'll never watch that ending. I yeah, I got, I I got a lot of text messages there. I mean, like first, I I think the very first uh, montage in the first episode, it was the turnover of Byron Russell from the bad inbound, yes. and um, I got a message immediately bro uh, five seconds in are you okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think it was carlo pamintona sent me that message actually yeah out, carlo. but if that was played if that uh scene or scenario happened now jordan would be called for an offensive foul i don't know about oh. well you know what <laughs> that's the funny thing it's not now. You can only play by the rules that they played by. So oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to make myself feel better because I still uh, feel that's so how bitter. it is. That's so how bitter. It is. So bitter. Okay. Or can I just say if 
the rules you were different, Jordan would adapt and still figure it out. Not trying to take a dig, uh, just me thinking of. Yeah, no, I, I, Jordan think, no I think that's true, though. I mean, like, you know, yeah, like, for example, you look at good. players who played before the three point line and, like, oh, they're not as great as the players now. I'm like, yeah, because they couldn't score as much points because the rules didn't allow it. So stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But if they had those rules, of course, I'm sure they'd find a way to, like, you know, get the most out of it. And you guys pressured me for my pick because I was thinking, like, should I go with this pick? I'm not really going for the history books route. I'm just more of like, okay, people who I made an impact like as a fan growing up. I go Tracy McGrady. Okay. I'm like, Team first back. pick, oh, no? and then you want to pick you know, Ali, stuff like that. Cassius Clay. I know, right? And then, yeah, I think you wasted yeah. your first pick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no one was going to pick him. Yeah, no one was going no right? to pick him. I'm just going with my flow. I had a feeling... I felt the pressure, eh, Deva. Yeah, but no one was gonna pick him. No <laughs> one was gonna pick Tima. <laughs> they were snaking now. We're snaking. Yeah. They're okay, fire your next one. Okay, so we're snaking. I'm gonna go Kobe. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, you have two basketball players. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll go, yeah. I'll go, I'll go uh local basketball player. Don Ramon Fernandez. Mm, ah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a Come good on. pick. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I love Joe, but I'm not going to get him now. That feels like an easy pick. No. Um, I get you. That's all. Yeah, from local. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Well, we'll go figure again. Yeah, like we're chill with this draft. Yeah, you yeah, make a yeah. Mistake, you get yeah, judged no, like me. Ramon Fernandez was a good pick. Oh, I... mistake, then get judged rather. Coat in coat lang. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's go. Let's go international again. Um, I wanna go with. Let's go with Shaq first. Yeah, let's go Ooh. with Shaq. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think people forget how dominant Shaq was. Then let's go football. Um, should I go local? I can save the local one. Okay. I'll okay. Save my local one. I'll go yeah. with. Um, yeah, let's go with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo first. Okay. Okay. Maybe I should put Cristiano because they might mistake. Yeah, they might play the Brazilian. Fat, uh, fat actually, Ronaldo, no, wait, no. Take out uh, Ronaldo, which... put in David Beckham. Ooh. Ooh, okay. nice. Will be nice. Walang touch move. Walang yeah, touch yeah, move. Walang touch move. Walang David Beckham. Okay. Yeah, he's still number seven. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Claudia. Okay, me, uh, I'll go tennis player, Roger Federer. Mm. I was yeah. actually between him or, or Pete Sampras. But I, I, I'll go for Roger. Copy yeah. that. So, yeah. okay. so it's Fed. Fed man. Yeah. I'm a bit at that stage already. Yeah. We're all a bit. You, you feel it, man. Oh, just before I know, I'm not trying to stall. I have an answer. No, no. But when we were having oh, our draft with Jing, okay. there were certain picks I like risked picking really late. Mm. So I felt the shame. Oh, I'm, 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 risking, I'm risking something also. Trust me. Yeah. So, <laughs> me, Claudia, and Jing, we had some sleepers go very late in our draft. So, that was go, really go, crazy. Go. I will go local now. Gabe Norwood. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Next. Oh, perfect snake heart attack over. Next choice. I will go Shrocky. Okay. Because, I mean, there is the World Cup qualifiers, like, oh, wow, this guy's beast, you know? Grutterful, Bundesliga 2. Yeah. This is the guy. This is the guy. I already claimed it at that point in time. All right. Nine. Okay. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp. Okay. Yeah. Like last Flying time, huh? Flying <laughs> Dutchman. Yep. Yeah. Dennis B. Okay. Dennis Bergkamp, yeah. And Paolo, back to back. Okay, okay. It off. That's a good one. Back Somebody. to back. Uh, should I say my heavy hitters? <laughs> save my heavy hitter as the last one. All right, I'll save my heavy hitter as the last one. Um, so Ooh, for my it. second, for my second to the last. No, because it's it's me twice, right? Back to back. Yeah, yeah, two twice. Yeah, yeah, two twice. Yeah, yeah, back to right. back. So no worries. No worries. Um, okay, for this one, Sige, let's go local. Um. Huh. You know the funny thing is I don't have any favorite basketball players on local because I saw like I saw them as Titos growing up. Does, does yeah. that make any sense? Like, how, yeah. can, how can your Tito be your favorite? Right. Um, <laughs> no, but um, no, I. It's a guilty pleasure to watch. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I just put them out there para me local na basketball player ako. Uh, June Limpot. Oh, good one. Okay. June Limpot was you should you uh, for people who can you go on YouTube you watch the Santa Lucia classic games on the PBA uh on PBA YouTube account it is see June Limpot he he moves so smooth the way he plays is so great and uh to be fair he was teammates with my dad for a very very long time I don't know if he's my Ninong I'm not gonna lie I don't know if he's my Ninong or my brother's <laughs> Ninong I don't know if he's a Ninong of either of us but that's how long he's been with my dad, at, at least mm-hmm. when they were younger. And I, I La- loved watching him play. Lasal pa, di ba? Lasal days pa. Yeah, Lasal. Lasal. They were yeah. 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 So, so, Hence yeah. the pick. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. And, uh, of course, it's unfair to pick my dad, so I'm not going to. But I can't believe you guys <laughs> let this, this pick fall all the way back. I kept this Uh-oh. in Uh-oh. my pocket. Okay, I'm I think he has the oh. most successful oh. athlete oh, the Philippines has ever produced. And none of you picked her? Ano pa yan? Guys! Aydelin Diaz I have one the more. first multi-medal gold medalist that we've had in the Olympics in forever and she's still going strong and we haven't picked her? My God! Guys, sorry. Baka last episode na natin to, ha? We're getting cancelled. Damn! No. I was hoping you guys were gonna get her. Like, I thought, you know, but okay. I wanted to put John Stockton Okay. Yeah, are you adding the mailman? It's not a Sunday. <laughs> no, no, no. My mine mine is is also a woman and local local athlete, mm-hmm. Akiko Thompson. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Akiko. Yeah. That's that's that, those are those are hip- yeah. 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 Thompson, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and hipster. Old school pick, yeah. Not, not against Akiko Thompson. I'm just saying, major hipster pick yun. I'm not yeah, I mean, it's like a unique, I know, Leva, in that aspect. It's like how you're yeah. really a fan of the person. Yeah. So, uh, my personal criteria lang just to cap it off, no? It's like, you know, people I just see growing up, blah, blah, blah. So, Paolo, thank you for your explanation can you know by picking your Tito slash Ninong. I, I will go. Actually, I uh, know, let's post the snippet, no? Let's go 
is Junlimpot Paulo's Ninong or his brother's Ninong. <laughs> we no, can I, find I out. I honestly don't know if he's Ninong of either of us. No, no, I think about Ayun. it. But, but anyway. Or is Tito yeah, Richard. I, 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 I completely forgot. <laughs> um, Ren Ren Ritualo. Oh. Yeah. Goat Archer for me. Like, you know, time growing up as a kid. I'm like, he's the guy, you know. Yeah. And he had Sipon in his last LaSalle game. So, puro trust lang. But the guy can take it to the hoop. So, yeah. don't let that game Ooh. just define who he was. Got the yeah, chip, Ren, though. Ren, Ren was amazing in college. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I honestly wanted to see, like, prime Alan Guy Dick versus prime Renner Ritualo. Let's see what happens. Let's just yeah. give them another three-point shootout, ball rack, mechanical yeah. shooting. I, I, I think mean, that's the I best honestly, we can get. I, I like, I, I, I like who's the greatest ever three-point shooter. I think Alan Kaidik might so. have that title, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But then, Ren Ren would always bet in himself because he's yabang talaga niya, yabang niya talaga. That was the swag, right? Lasal four P. Oh, I love it. I love it. You, you oh can't say God. no to that. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Ayon si Pat nga ayon oh. Teammates though. Oh yeah, they were teammates. It's yeah, Trusia yeah. and yeah. in La Salle. Yeah, I think so, you said both. You hit the nail there, Kanina. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I I don't know. I I really don't know if he's he could be it. He could be the Nino. Oh, we'll find out. We will find out. Tama tama yeah. And I hope our podcast will help you, Paulo, establish that title. Kay Jun kung Nino, Tito. No, you know what's happening right after this? I'm literally messaging my dad right after this and saying, "Dad, <laughs> is he my Nino?" Ayun. Or, Ayun. Or, or, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll find out. Like if we don't, this doesn't need to be an inquiry. And we hope we good. I uh, know. We hope we could let us know after, no? But wow, that is. Tapos yung Pasko, eh. pwede siyang lumabas. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that does it, no? That was a fun draft. You know, I love your input for everything, Paolo. I mean, I'm not not the including the part where you throw shade, but commentator nga talaga, no. Help, yeah, justifying. If I gave you the chance, guys, none of you picked Aiden and Diaz, and you were talking about great Filipino athletes. You're talking goodness. about the whole episode, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, like she was there. Literally on a platter. And none of Why did you put her as number one? Again, I, think... I gave you the chance. I gave you the chance. <laughs> Paolo risked it. He risked it. He risked you got to risk it for the biscuit. And I can't believe I got it. So... Paolo <laughs> risked it. Sleep. Opted to, I know, say that Heidelin's a sleeper. No, we were giving we it. it to you. We I wanted to give it to you. Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. We wanted to give it to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I'm afraid but yeah man I think that does it that was so fun Paolo we hope you don't mind no, we'll just put you backstage and we're gonna wrap up the show and thank you again so much for your time your Jesus, wisdom thanks for having me and all of that that was a fun episode no? that was the most fun draft because of the input yeah. Paolo so why did, why did we... you choose Heidelin huh? <laughs> I know that Heidelin or whoever might cancel the show but my basis again was, you know, I went for childhood. But if we could have, I if went, I for, went for the history route, maybe it would go Jordan, Heidelin, yeah. whoever, Jaworski. I, yeah. But, but Paolo still got a point, no? But hey, who I, the heck I, are we? <laughs> I, went, I, went, I went childhood too. If you notice, they're all my, my generations. Yeah, the moment you went Stockton, like, okay, I think you're playing the same criteria also. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. fun episode. Great way to kick off the year. Um, you know, we need sports, of course. It keeps us chugging. Whether good times, bad times, win or lose. So, great episode right there. Claude, you got anything else? 
No, I'm good. So, uh, what in, in just a clue? One of Claro's uh, favorite athletes will be one of our uh, guests uh, in the coming soon. So, in the coming soon, in the coming, uh, in the coming, in the coming weeks. So, watch it. I'm sure uh, Claro will be more excited than myself. Uh, oh, my brothers too. I think. I, okay, I think. So okay, I think. So, there, na lang para may counting yeah. question mark. So, no regarding Paulo, like I said, you know, uh, seven years in, in the industry, he's got a long way to go. It's good that he's uh, exercising his sports casting career uh, in multi-sports. Not a lot of uh, uh, sports casters can do that. You know, he could traverse from volleyball, True. basketball, to, to to 3x3, to football. Not not a lot could do that. So, kudos to him. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> Man, and again, that does it. Clara Manzano here on behalf of Claudia Perrine. And again, thank you to our guy, Pat Mendoza. We're glad that you enjoyed the episode. We will catch you next week. <laughs>